baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. Unfortunately, we're not any of those things. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not controversial, controversial or, charismatic. or charismatic. Only Terry Waldrop could pull off that that double dip. It, but it's we can say a whoa baby. But it's whoa baby. It's Mark Kramer it's and a, Jamie Fox with you today here on the Edge. We're glad that you're with us this morning. Hope everybody stayed dry. Already heard of some people having to bail water out of businesses and and homes mm. so uh we're praying for all of those folks that have been affected or knows about or remember when we had butch carter on uh it's been a while but yeah yeah, yeah i mean it's uh, two or three years ago we, informative yeah, yeah we had butch carter on on a regular basis uh former head coach of the toronto raptors and uh indiana university uh hall of famer at indiana university in basketball and the brother of chris carter football mm-hmm. hall of famer that's his younger brother. Um, but remember, he came on and he talked about even then that he would basically said, hey, everybody's fooling themselves. Uh, you know, college basketball is basically run by AU programs and the shoe companies. They determine who goes where uh, because of co- shoe contracts uh, and this sort of thing. And the AU teams, the bigger ones have – also have shoe contracts, and they try to steer players towards the schools that have that same, like, you know, whether it's Nike, Adidas, Reebok, uh, you know, Skechers, I don't know, uh, whoever. I know Skechers doesn't make basketball shoes, but I was just making a point. Um, that they send those people to, they steer people towards those schools depending on if the AAU team and that particular university had the same shoe contract. And that's when the shoe guys, which a couple of them are under indictment, that's when the shoe guys come into play with the cash uh, to be able to filter cash down to players to get them from the same sponsored AAU team to the same company-sponsored university. So those were some of the things Butch told us two or three years ago, and our mouths just kind of dropped down to the ground going, man, is this kind of thing, is this really – you know, the way it is and really what's going on. And and Butch really knew he has been proven to be so – because we had even calls and texts then uh, kind of criticizing Butch a little bit about, ah, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about and he's just making that up and, you know, maybe an isolated incident, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Butch was proven to be more wrong – I mean, more right than we would than we would like to realize. Yeah, Mark, and I think, uh, boy, never thought I'd pine for the days of the $100 handshakes um, because those are those are minuscule now compared to some of the things that are going on in, on the college uh, basketball scene. Um, a lot of money being, as you indicated, being filtered through these agents. Uh, eventually it reaches the players. Um, the deal with Sean Miller, which has become really uh, radioactive, um, and now <clears> – <throat> You know, the NCAA has got their sights. Uh, they're looking into Will Wade at, at Baton Rouge. How is this guy getting these five-star recruits uh, in one year? Um, 
I don't think they'll find as much. I think there's some ties with that. I think a girlfriend may be with the kid with Naz Reed um, committing to LSU and, and Javante Smith. I mean, he's from Baton Rouge, so that one makes sense. Um, they've been on him for five years. Kelvin Jovis is best friend. So there's a lot of a lot of things that I don't think the NCAA can look, but they're not going to find. Um, but they're looking at looking for other things, and you know maybe Sean Miller uh, is just one of many where it's been exposed. I think. You remember years ago where the, the fellow at the post office on uh, uh, a wad of money uh, came open on a conveyor belt of mail. <laughs> it was supposed to be going heading for a Kentucky basketball player. Um, I think things are a little more, uh, I would say, uh, clandestine now the way things are done. But yeah, Mark, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. It, it did start. I think Butch Carter, you know, whether we liked it or not, he uh, exposed us to it as far as the the uh, ugly underside of college basketball and um, it's unfortunate but when you're dealing with people from in some cases a lot of impoverished backgrounds this makes it ripe for uh, for scandal and now I think it's coming to light well I want to I want to throw a personal um, knowledge of something out there that and to the point that the, to what you just said that just because somebody comes from, you know, a, a lesser background means that they're more, you know, more ripe for taking money. Mm-hmm. To a certain point, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm disagreeing with kind of the whole excuse that everybody's using as to why people are taking the money. Right. And what I want to say is this. This has been happening for almost 70 or 80 years I mean, people were getting money back during the World War II or before in football. Let me tell you a story. My dad was an All-State player in Indiana, basketball. Mm -hmm. He ended up getting a scholarship to the University of Tulsa. Him and another teammate of his got scholarships to the University of Tulsa. Now, I know... University of Tulsa or Tulsa University is not the mecca of college basketball. And that kind of adds to my point that I'm going to make. My dad graduated from high school. My dad's 86. He graduated from high school, I believe, in 1949 or 1950. Hmm. So you're talking about almost 70 years ago, 68 years ago. And he's told me multiple stories. They had what they called a sponsor, quote, and I'm putting that in air quotes. Every player had a sponsor. We now call them boosters. And the sponsor took care of their particular player. They would invite them over for, you know, they'd have them over for dinner. Uh, They'd take them to movies. Of course, not many people had cars in those days, not all college students. They would invite them over for dinner. Again, take them to movies, Uh, you know, a lot of different things. Well, at the end of each week, this was all during the school year, at the end of each week, there would be an envelope in their locker, and there would be money in the envelope. And this was every player every week. They would have an envelope with money from their, quote, sponsor. And this was in 1950, 51. And so this kind of thing's been going on forever. It's just now that people don't look the other way. 
So this is not a, you know, this is not a new problem. And no, not. those guys just got, they all got it, regardless of whether, you know, they came from the richest part of town or the poorest part of town. And they didn't, you know, that's just what was expected. And they just, and they, they got it and took it and used it for, uh, you know, whatever. And, of course, now this is also, and I want to get into this, um, I don't want to get into it full force now, but uh, give us again, give us your thoughts, 888-993-7762. But I want to get into, of course, now everybody, uh, especially the national media clowns, uh, oh, you got to pay the players. I mean, this is just another example. None of this would be going on if you weren't paying the players. I mean, if you were paying the players. Well, there's two big reasons why that will never happen unless the Power Five conferences separate from everybody else. That would take one of the reasons away, but it wouldn't take the second reason away. But I want to get into that because that's a long discussion that I'm sure will generate uh, some texts and phone calls. So I want to wait for that to the new to the next segment. But that's uh, I just wanted to tell that story because my dad's always told me that story. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, he said, we got money all the time. And he said, mm. it wasn't just the good players. He said, everybody in the team had a sponsor. He said, all 12 of us had a sponsor. And in those days, freshmen couldn't even play. Dad was a freshman. Uh, they had they played, quote, freshmen in what they called, now what we call freshmen in JV games. That's what they played in those days because freshmen couldn't play on the varsity in the, in yeah. the 50s. And so they weren't even full-fledged varsity, quote, varsity players yet. And they were still getting money from their sponsors for, uh, for you know, going after practice and, and finding the old envelope in the, in the locker. Your, your, uh, you know, your Ma- response you know. to the, or your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I know we're kind of coming up on a break here. But, uh, you know, a lot of things cross my mind right now uh, about paying players. Uh, number one, it's a lot easier to pay now 13 uh, – well, it's 15 for women's scholarships, 13 for men – um, and that's a whole nother show, uh, but we'll get into that later. But it's a lot different having to pay just 13 scholarship players versus 85 in football. Um, it comes down to – and I don't mean to – when I, I mentioned the term impoverished, I wasn't necessarily saying that those that's a bad thing. It's just that – Right. I know. I understand. It's I right – yeah, it's just right for and – and you can't blame them. I mean, that's why that's why I see you see so many kids go pro earlier than I think they should. Um, and I think that'll be proven over time. I mean, there's, a, you know, there's like 85, 90, I don't know, just a tremendous amount of kids going out after their junior year. You and I have discussed this at length, Mark, and I, I like the baseball model. You either sign out of high school. Or you have to or wait until after you, your junior year. Correct. Yeah. I think that would be great for college basketball. And another um, thing, Jamie, too, and we, we discussed and this about a year ago, I think, on the show when this same kind of thing was coming up, and that is – you don't hear about the stories, the the amount of kids in football and in basketball that come out early. Mm-hmm. You don't hear you don't hear about the the majority of the percentage of kids that don't make it, that don't have a college degree, barely have a high school degree, and now they have nothing because they didn't make it or they got hurt. And they put all of their eggs in one basket. You know, we hear about the success stories 
But the percentage, and I saw this just the other day, the percentage of people that make an NBA roster that come out early is barely 15% of the kids that actually declare for the draft. Now, that's what we're talking about, declare for the draft. Because mm-hmm. the multi, you know, the multiplicity of the kids that don't make it is way, way more than the kids that actually make a roster. Now, I'm talking about an NBA roster. Not talking about going overseas. Not talking about the D League or anything like that. I'm talking about an NBA roster. That percentage is extremely small of the kids that declare early for the draft, whether it's one and done or or they do it after their sophomore year, whatever. And uh, so that's something else to to think about as well. Let's go ahead and take our first break, and uh, then we'll get into the other uh, kind of tentacles of this whole thing uh, after the break. Again, 888-993-7762 is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line or hotline. And also, go see the folks at Spa Nouvelle on Lammy Lane in Monroe. Pamper the special person in your life. Get them a gift certificate from Spa Nouvelle. It's 807-1060. Jamie and I will be right back after this. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area, and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. 
Located conveniently at 4300 Starlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Look for mostly sunny skies with warm temperatures in the forecast for today with a high of 68 degrees. Partly cloudy skies, a bit cool tonight, a low 48. Showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for tomorrow and a high of 69 degrees. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. How does it feel for you, Jamie, to live on The Edge? Uh, you're there all the very time. Very dicey. Yeah, That's I'm good. on The Edge all the time, yeah, so I don't, I don't tempt fate. Yeah, you're, <laughs> on the, you're on The Edge all the time. Exactly. Okay, want to get into the uh, some of the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of why the uh, you know everybody now is clamoring, oh, this is a good reason. Uh, this is what happens when you don't when you don't pay the players and give them money and you know blah blah blah. Uh, also, if you if you noticed, if you've looked very at de- in detail at a lot of the stories and a lot of the uh, material that is public record right now that you can go through that the FBI has that they've released so far, uh, you notice that a lot of it too involves their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's money that's gone to a dad or a mom or or both. Um, and and they've kind of a lot of times the money has bypassed the actual player, so they have deniability, and they've given the money to the families uh, instead of the actual act, instead of the actual player. But there's two main reasons why this will never happen again, unless the Power Five conferences separate themselves from the rest of the group. I mean, whether you call it Group of Five, I mean, I know there's more than five other uh, conferences that aren't the power five. So that group of five thing, I don't really like much, but uh, just for details sake, we'll say it. And that's the, the first one is that what are the rest of the, we're talking about the, all of this revolves around schools that maybe are in the top 25, you know, there's what, a hundred and something schools that play college division one college basketball. And you're talking about maybe the teams that are in the top 25, maybe a few periphery teams that are kind of floating in and out of the top 25, but all the colleges that you've heard named are mostly top 25 programs. Okay. Well, if you decide to start paying, you got to pay everybody. You can't just say, okay, well, we're going to have Duke, North Carolina, uh, Syracuse, Michigan State, Indiana, you know, those Miami, LSU, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, mm-hmm. Arizona. We're just going to pay those guys. We can't do that, obviously. So – if you decide to do that, if they decided to pay everybody, what are the mid-level schools? They can't afford to pay these people. They can't afford to, quote, pay their athletes. They're not making everybody, well, you know, they're making all this money off of the NCAA tournament. Well, the big schools are. The little schools aren't. So where are 
the school, the 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 75% of the schools that are playing college basketball that aren't in the top 25, where are those schools going to get the money? There's no way that all of these other schools, you think the University of Akron, that the Zips can, you know, can pay people. Most of these schools, and I'm just, you know, just being honest, most of the day, you got a few exceptions. I'm generalizing. I understand that. The bulk of the schools that are not top 25 kinds of schools, they may average 1,500, 2,000. If you watch some of Louisiana Tech's games on the road this year, now Louisiana Tech has drawn pretty good uh, at home, but you look at uh, the schools, when you look at the video of their highlights from the road, even places like UAB and the two Florida schools and Charlotte. I think Old Dominion draws really, really well. But Rice, there was nobody in the stands, even for a boys game. The game uh, the game that, uh, that I think it was UAB. It was either UAB because middle, uh, middle and Western Kentucky draw pretty good. I think it was at UAB. Very surprising to me. I bet you there wasn't a thousand people in the stands at UA when they played at UAB a couple of weeks ago. So where are these schools going to get the money? They don't have the money. Most of them are just barely making it now with football and their football money supporting the rest of the um, the you know the the school teams, the rest of the teams on on their campus. Now I'm just talking about men right now. We'll get to the women in a minute. But these other schools can't afford it. No question about it. And but I, I do think unless you've got, you know, a for example, Akron dropped to your point you brought up the University of Akron. Uh I just Tech, picked them out of thin air. No, I'm glad you did because by the way, they happened to it, it just solidifies your point. Um they had to drop baseball. They couldn't afford it, you know, they couldn't afford baseball. Uh which is sad. Um and then you've got, unless you've got a big booster who just happens to have an affinity for a school, such as, oh, I don't know, let's just say Tech or, or ULM or or maybe in ULL. I mean, I think ULL is probably as well healed as any of the, the group of five. Uh, right now they've got the fourth largest salary pool for assistant coaches from, in football in the country. Don't know how they're doing it, but they got it. It's all money. I would venture. Um, you also got a situation where, uh, Mark, if you if you don't win consistently, uh, like UAB's had some very strong basketball programs. You know, I, I lived there for a long time, went to a lot of games at Bartow Arena and loved it. Um, it's a great facility, nice. Uh, but UAB is a commuter school in the truest, uh, strictest sense of the word. Yeah, it's like UALR um, up in Little Rock. Right. It is right in the middle of Birmingham. You really can't tell the school from the downtown area. That's right. Um, that's not a bad thing. Some beautiful buildings, but there's not a lot of, you know, there's nothing really that makes it stand out. It's a good school. It's a great school. Uh, but it's uh, not, like you said, UALR. It's tough for schools like that. Well, up until, um, um, I yeah. don't know, I'm, I'm taking a stab at it because of my, still my connections. You know, I went to high school up in that in the uh, Little Rock uh, sub- suburban area um, for up until about 10 or 15 years ago, 
UALR did not even have dormitories. They had no way for you to live on campus because they yeah. didn't even have on-campus housing mm-hmm. to the point you're making about UAB. Yeah, and it's very tough for those schools to generate a fan base because the students mainly are – they evacuate on the weekends. Um, now, UAB, you know, uh, the Board of Trustees in Alabama decided to kill UAB football, and there was an outcry by a lot of the business people. It was dirty pool. And, of course, UAB fights an ever – a daily battle with the University of Alabama for funding for, you know, in other words – it all goes back, a lot of it, of all things, uh, Mark, to the, the Wimp, Sanderson, Gene Bartow years. Um, there were some fierce recruiting battles between UAB and Birmingham, uh, excuse me, UAB and Alabama, and a lot of kids were slated to go to, to uh, UAB. Charles Barkley looked at UAB very hard, believe it or not, and ended up, you know, in the last minute going to Alabama uh, or Auburn, and so... It was a situation where, you know, they've been fighting for relevancy their entire lives. Uh, And I just, I I make the statement to my friends, I said, you'll love UAB when your chest is cracked open on the operating table because they have a tremendous medical school and uh, some tremendous people working. It is actually the largest employer in the state of Alabama, or was when I lived there. So it does have some good things to it, but when you mess with athletics and that, just 50 miles to the west, that behemoth over there called the University of Alabama, and you start messing. It's so strong, in fact, there's no professional football in the state, and that's by design. Um, so, And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that except that uh, we're just talking about teams in the group of five that would struggle. And, we, of course, our local universities would be impacted tremendously if, uh, you know, if they had to pay for, you know, pay players. And um, we could go. There's that's just another, no way they you know, could. I mean, There's no way, even though we'd love even, to. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a, well, maybe they could do this. No. The bulk of the schools that aren't in the top 25, they do not have the revenue, even from their football program, to pay right. players. And do you think that they would put a uh, an extra fee on students, whatever fee you might want to call it, boy, there would be a protest like you've never seen if schools tried to do that so they could pay the uh, pay the athletes so in essence you would have you would be passing along the cost of paying your athletes by by putting a hammer fee on your students boy that would go over like a lead rock well there's a lot of schools right now ULM is not one of them and they probably should be that doesn't levy a fee against their for athletics in general not for the players of course but for athletics in general uh, because you get into get into the events free if you're a student. Of course, most of them say, "Well, I don't go." Well, that's you know that's your fault. The opportunity is there for you to go free to a football or basketball game if you're a student there. So they just a lot of times they just level that fee. I know Florida Atlantic does it. They have a budget of like thirty five million dollars. You know, Florida Atlantic, yes, yeah, yes, Florida Atlantic has thirty five thousand students too. Exactly. People don't realize how big some of those schools are. You know, Louisiana Tech uh, just played uh, SIU Edwardsville, Southern Illinois of Edwardsville, uh, in baseball this past weekend. They have one of the largest campuses as far as size, not talking Mm -hmm. about student body, but the actual size of the campus is one of the largest in the entire country. Really? Yes. In Edwardsville, Illinois? Yes. 
um, amazing. And it's it's basically a a campus of the University of Southern Illinois in Carbondale, right? It's right. A, it's a satellite campus, I guess you'd call it, right. so to speak. Um, just like we have LSU units here and things like that. So um, their total enrollment is fourteen thousand. Wow, but, but that was as Atlanta. of six years ago. Pretty good sized school, and you look at at others that, uh, for example, um, Rice. You brought up Rice, for example. Well, Rice is only like what three or four thousand students at, at Rice, and majority of them are you know probably commuters as well, and so it's very difficult for Rice to attract. They've got a seventy-seven thousand seat stadium, by the way. For Rice, and you watch them on television, it's maybe a quarter of the way full. I'm surprised they draw as well as they do. Um, and it's just been, it's a tough, tough gig for some of these schools because they don't have the resources. Um, and, and then again, you see, it, it really is a have and have not situation because you see these really big schools like USC and just facilities that are, you know, incredible. Um, and I just think it, it does present an unlevel playing field. I'm not saying that, you know, that everybody should be paid, but um, there's something to be done because obviously, Mark, with this situation, let's just use Arizona because that's the one that's that's out there right now. Obviously, the environment is ripe for this, and it has, to your point, has been going on for 70-plus years. Um, I don't think anybody can keep their head in the sand any longer. Something's got to be done, but honestly, I don't have the answer. I really don't, and nobody else does either, I don't think. Here's the thing I was talking about. Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, is located on 2,660 acres of trees and lakes, making SIUE one of the largest college campuses in the United States by land area only. 2,660 acres. And... A lot of it, probably very plush and, you know, trees, trees and, and lakes. Yeah. Hey, you got trees a good, lakes. if you're a fisherman or a hunter, you probably like all of that for sure. Yeah, just just open up your dorm window and there's the buck sitting outside. <laughs> sit on your, sit on you your patio shoot. of your dorm and <laughs> flip your fishing, your fishing rod and fishing line into the lake and sit there and fish off your dorm, off your dorm patio. Can't, can't so wait. all of you out, yeah, all of you out there that were sneering at Tech for scheduling SIU Edwardsville, guess what? <laughs> yeah, it's the right. largest land grant in the, in the country. Yeah, and they weren't, and they were a good ball club too as well. I'm sure they were. Let's go ahead and take our next break. When we return, we'll go to the second reason why they wouldn't be able to pay players, whether they, the national media wants them to or not, and everybody clamors for it. It's more of a talking point than it is something that really is feasible and going to be allowable. Again, GB Cooley reminds you to support a worthwhile cause, and that's the Louisiana Special Olympics. Get us on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline and text line, 888-993-7762. The Edge rolls on with the geriatric crew right after this. Washtenaw Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washtenaw Valley. 
Making good things happen. Ram Truck Month is going on now at Brennan Dodge in Ruston, and it's a great time to buy with big savings. 18 Dodge Charger is only $23,727. 18 Jeep Cherokee is only $21,277. 18 Journey is only $19,477. And an 18 Grand Caravan is only $22,727. We also have several incentives you may qualify for, so go to BrennanDodge.com for details and don't miss Ram Truck Month. Going on now. And remember, every new vehicle purchase gets a lifetime oil change. Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Rocket fast car wash. Rocket fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Sparkling clean in four minutes. We'll show you how. Get it clean as can be. Yeah, baby. Right now. Come on down. You will see. A great wash. Green vacuums. Cool technology. Rocket fast car wash. Rocket fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Now with six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Listen up, folks. At Greg Tillage in Bossier City, we have five new triple wides in stock. Come help us celebrate our 40th anniversary and save thousands. On a manufactured home, we'd love to take it on trade, and we will give you top dollar. See us today at Greg Tillage in Bossier City. So you're getting a tax check back. Well, good. Need a way to haul that check around? Maybe put a cover over it. Or do you need a place to store that tax check? Ideal Portable Buildings takes care of all three. Use your refund to quit paying rent on a storage unit with a new custom building in whatever size you need built right there on your lot. For all the new stuff you buy, Ideal has the right utility trailer to haul it around. 8 to 12 to 16 feet with LED light packages, treated floors, spare tire mounts, and more. And protect that new stuff from the rain with a new carport from Ideal, Northeast Louisiana's number one Eagle carport dealer. Built in any size and layout you need from single car to RV up to barn size. Rent to own with no credit check or 12 months same as cash with approved credit. So double the value of that tax refund with a new building, utility trailer, or carport from Ideal Portable Buildings. Call them at 699-9426, 699-9426. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595, 355-8595. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun. Especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the Edge right here on ESPN. Whoa, whoa, can't do that. Sports Talk 97.7. I still, I haven't made that mistake in a long time. That's okay. You're, you, we give you a mulligan every once in a while. Thank you, you get one. Yeah, I need absolutely. Uh, when I play golf, I need a lot of mulligans. So Don't I'm we used all? To, yes. I'm used to taking them. So I appreciate that. Sports Talk 97.7. So I don't get fired. Um, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, and Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. We appreciate their sponsorship of The Edge. And uh, we've got some um, got some texts here on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline. Keep them coming. Um, Allen in West Monroe says the student body, and I don't know which school. He didn't say which school he went to, I don't think. Uh, the student body voted down the opportunity to instill athletic fees with our tuition. They did That's it multiple. Okay, they did it multiple times while I was there as a student. 
It's only ever going to happen if they don't give the students a say. And I appreciate that so much, Alan, because that's who should vote on it. It shouldn't be the Board of Regents. It shouldn't be the school president. It shouldn't be the Bessie Board in Baton Rouge. If this affects the students and what they pay to go to college at said school, they are the ones that should have the say about whether these fees get instilled. So I appreciate Alan bringing that point up, uh, that firsthand experience, because that is who should be doing the voting. That is probably true, uh, but I don't think that's the case. I do think Tech pays a – and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know if it was voted by the students or not. I, I think don't it think was, that's the Tech. case. It was approved by the students? I think so. Okay, and so if you're a ULM fan and you're wondering, well, if you know, you get what you pay for, and I agree. I don't necessarily uh, – I think it would be in, in ULM's best interest to do it, but I do understand the student's perspective. But, you know, uh, again, may explain a lot, um, just saying. Um, mediocrity breeds mediocrity. And I think that maybe if you, you know, take a look in the mirror and say, okay, what do we want to do to make ourselves look better? Um, that's maybe one way to do it. And, of course, you know, I've seen the step up um, that, you know, firsthand – uh, what they've done to the tune of about $44 million at Louisiana Tech, and it's maybe more than that overall, but it's extremely impressive. If you want excellence, you can get it. You just got to try to find a way to find somebody to pay for it. And uh, in this case, you know, I think they've had done some nice things. Um, you know, they've got some things going on at ULM that are, are you know, upgrades, but they pay for it as they can. And, um at ULL, for example, I think – I'm not sure, Mark, and I'm, I stand to be correct. I think they levied like a tax, a hotel or hospita hospitality tax on the, the hotels and, and restaurants there in, in Lafayette to pay for a lot of the facility upgrades there. So yeah, I don't they know did. how it's being done. Yeah, they did. It's like 22%, something outrageous. Yeah, it was, a, uh, it was a restaurant – I think it was a restaurant, alcohol – and yeah. hotel tax. It's just like if you go to, and I'm just speaking from personal experience, on a, a little higher level, but the same principle that you're talking about with ULL. If you go to uh, Phoenix, like I did for the men's senior baseball uh, national tournament every year, and you either rent a car or something to that effect in the Phoenix area, say you get it at the Phoenix airport after you land and go get a rental car, there is a, a Bank One ballpark where the Diamondbacks play is fairly close to the airport, and it's in the same um, oh, economic development zone as uh, Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix. So when you rent a car on your bill, there's a stadium tax, and that's just mm. one of the many taxes that they used in the Phoenix area to build Bank One Ballpark. I don't know if they call it that anymore, but that's what it used to be called when, when I went out there. Uh, but there was a stadium tax on, and it was pretty hefty. By the time, because uh, my dad would go with me a lot, and we would get our bill for the rental car for a week, and sometimes the fees and taxes, because there was so many different taxes added on, was almost as much as the car rental. <laughs> If the, yeah. if the rental was, you know, 159 or 169 for a week, 
well, your taxes were close to a hundred bucks, almost you know, almost as much as your rental was, because there were so many added on. But there's so many different areas: the hotels, office building complexes, a lot of different things, parking uh, that went on down there that all had that stadium tax on there to pay to help recoup the money that the the city of Phoenix spent to build that stadium for the Diamondbacks, you know, years ago. And so I understand, you know, to the point that you're making uh, about that as well, that that's, you know, ULL incorporated a lot. They got cooperation from the city to also be able to filter some of that money to make the improvements because in the long run, if ULL can host things like they do at the Cajun Dome for high school basketball tournaments, the hotels and restaurants and stuff can recoup a lot of that money uh, by ULL being able to use those upgraded facilities to host a lot of things, whether it's for the conference, college basketball conference, or whether it's to host events like the high school state tournament. Yeah, and I don't know the current balance sheet at, at ULL. I don't know how balanced it really is right now. Um as far as athletics versus academics, um, you know, you hear things, but but I don't know for sure. Um, and I will say this for, you know, I I will say that ULM's uh, Dr. Bruno, who, you know, I don't think he's great on athletics. I don't think he really understands it, but I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's a, as far as his ability to manage finances and things like that and keep the school afloat, he's done a, a great job in that respect. He's done a tremendous job on the accounting level I just and he's done some very good things from a uh, uh, physical standpoint I just think athletics to him is, is is difficult to grasp and I understand that that's the way that's not unlike a lot of college presidents so uh, but they turn that over to, to other people but um, I think you know it is the window to your university whether we like it or not I, I agree I mean I don't think it should be that way. I think ULM's pharmacy department speaks for itself. I think a lot of other things. I think Tech's engineering school speaks for itself, and that's why people should give money uh, for academic reasons, but they don't. Um, it's athletics that drives the drives the car. So how do you pay for these things? How do you pay for facility upgrades? How do you pay for – how do you? and in the case of Arizona, how do you pay for winning? Because you've got to win to keep your job, right? I don't know how much Sean Miller's getting paid – Mark, but I mean, these guys get. Let's be honest; they get desperate. If you're, if you're, you know, a coach somewhere, and you've got an opportunity to get a player from Lithuania next year, that can be the difference in seven, eight, ten wins. But you've got to find a way to get him there that may be a little shady. Are you going to do it? Well, this NCA investigation proves that yes, they will do it, because there's millions of dollars at stakes, either in the form of salary. Uh, as you said, even this even filters down to if ULM or Tech, for example, can you imagine what that would do for the local economy if Tech and ULM sold out every basket? Just don't forget football, every basketball game, seven, eight thousand seats, and and sold out. And let's just throw football in the equation. Even if they filled it eighty five percent to capacity, each one thirty thousand seat stadiums, you think they would have to play? Uh, I don't know, uh, Nebraska and Lincoln every other year and things like that, you wouldn't have to because you would if, – if they could just fill out and, – and this is why we here locally really try to get people out to games. 
because it makes a huge difference on these athletic departments' balance sheets on who they can play in the future and be successful against. Um, so those of you throwing shade, oh, well, we shouldn't be playing uh, Florida State. Oh, hell yes. you got to. You've got to because you need that million dollars. Excuse me, but that's what you have to do. So before you throw shade at something like that, realize there's a story behind it. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and take our final break. We've got some text to read on the text line, and you can hit us up as well, 888-993-7762. That is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline. Again, pamper the special person in your life. Call Spa Nouvelle right now at 807-1060. They're on Lammy Lane in Monroe. Get you a gift certificate, and you'll, I guarantee you you'll end up benefiting from it. We'll finish the show up here on this Monday right after this. Much confusion. I can't get no relief. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. It's Ford Truck Month. Come see our huge selection at Jim Taylor and Rustin. Save 9000 off MSRP on a 2018 F-150. Motor Trends Truck of the Year, a 2017 F-150, 33987 a 2017 Super Duty, 10000 off MSRP. And remember, your lifted truck headquarters is right here in Ruston. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. Price plus TTNL dock and notary fees. Stock number 17362-17208-18062. Off MSRP includes all factory rebate to dealer. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. If you're a homeowner, you know how important curb appeal is. It does make a difference how your home looks from the street. An old broken garage door does nothing for curb appeal. In fact, it can lower your home's value. But a beautiful new door from Bayou Overhead Door not only adds to your home's curb appeal, it can provide the protection, privacy, and energy savings your family needs. For over 35 years, Bayou Overhead Door has installed only the best, highest quality clo-pay doors and equipment to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. Now they also offer seamless gutters and durable floor coverings for your garage, patio, porch, or driveway installed in just a day. So whether you're building a new home or remodeling your existing home, call for a no-cost consultation about the right garage doors for the best curb appeal in the neighborhood. Bayou Overhead Door, 322-1090. Or visit their user-friendly website, BayouOverheadDoors.com. Hey, folks, this is Jody Wood with Wood Marine. If you missed us at the boat show, the time is now to get incredible deals on Phoenix fast boats, low fishing boats, and pontoons, all powered by Mercury Motors. Past and present military and their immediate family will also receive additional discounts up to $1,250 on low boats. 2018 models are on the floor, and only a couple 2017 models remain at blowout prices. If your boat needs a tune-up, stop by our 6,000-square-foot service department. We'll have you back on the water in no time. Come see us in Ruston or follow us on Facebook for these great deals. Tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzards, wildfires. When a natural disaster strikes, the Army National Guard's citizen soldiers are on the ground at a moment's notice. Whether saving lives, protecting property, or restoring hope, they're driven by something greater, a calling to serve their community. If you feel called to step up, stand out, and serve others, visit NationalGuard.com. Learn about the benefits of part-time guard service, like earning a paycheck, gaining career skills, and help with college tuition. Are you driven by something greater? Check out the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. 
Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the final segment here on this Monday of The Edge. Mark Kramer and Jamie Foxx here with you. Glad you're with us this morning. Hope we've brought a little sunshine to your day. It's been pretty gloomy here lately and doesn't look to get any better through Thursday. So uh, just uh, try and you try and find sunshine where you can. And hopefully, uh, like the old movie, we're, hopefully we've been the sunshine boys. <laughs> I don't know if we have been, but we certainly tried to. We and, uh, certainly boy, tried to. Let's go to yes. the uh, Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and and. Um, John in West Monroe says, I don't think they should pay every player, but maybe a payment uh, for bowl games or bowl wins and titles. Uh, never heard that suggestion before. That's something that was viable. Uh, Alan texts us back after we mentioned his text. He said, I can't speak to whether there is one, a fee now at ULM, but I know it was voted down at least twice while I was there. He said, I personally voted for it. Uh, there needs to be a better job done by the university to explain how much the athletics and school would benefit from that, which and, uh, what he's referring to is a student uh, fee for athletics. So thank you again, Alan. Uh, Anthony says, when I was at LSUA, which is LSU Alexandria, we voted for the fees to fund sports and the facilities. Also, they decided to add uh, uh, a new sport that was not on the board already. Hmm. So, you know, that's uh, – thank you, Anthony. Another great perspective from a little smaller school, LSUA, where the students did vote for it so, so they could fund sports and, uh, and upgrade some facilities. The other point I wanted to get to uh, before we finish the show is there's one – one little phrase that's going to keep all this from happening, even on the Power Five level. And that phrase is Title IX. Boy, you read my mind. <laughs> because there's no way, if if they tried to pay, even if it was just basketball, this is the first point. You can't pay just basketball and football. Because, you know, a swimming athlete, whether it's male or female, let's just talk sports first. The other sports are going to say, well, hey, what about us? We know we don't bring in any revenue, but if the football guys get paid, we got to get, we're part of the athletic program. We should get paid too. And so schools can't pay, even some of the big schools can't pay every athlete. I mean, my dad was talking the other day, of course, he's a Notre Dame fan, and he was talking about every sport that Notre Dame has. I mean, they've got. They've got rowing and archery and and mm-hmm. and lacrosse and swimming and you know they've got just about every sport that is allowable by the NCAA men and women both. So think about a a campus like that that has all those different sports men and women. You can't pay all of them, and you just and legally somebody would sue if they just tried to pay the basketball and football players. Somebody would sue and they would win. There's, they would win hands down. And that leads to the, to the next point about Title IX. And that is, if they decide, if they pass something on the NCAA level where they were going to pay a stipend to the football players and the basketball players in college, I guarantee you before those papers could even come out of the printer to be sent to me, the media, 
They wouldn't even be dry yet. There would already be a Title IX lawsuit filed by multiple female athletes in the country about if the male athletes in these sports are going to get paid, even though the women don't have football, then we deserve to get paid too. And you know what? It's the same as the other sport athletes on the male side. They would win. I mean, it's a that is a federal law. You're not dealing with the state. You're dealing with the feds. And the feds don't play around. And that would be something that would be a open and shut case. And, again, you can't pay everybody. Even the big schools can't pay all sports and all sexes that play all the sports. There's just no way that they have that kind of money. And then, again, you go back to our first point. With that said, those schools, the, the lesser schools, the other teams that aren't in the top 25 in football or basketball, they not only couldn't pay the rest of their sports, let alone football and basketball, they certainly couldn't afford to pay every athlete on the campus, regardless of whether they're male or female. Yeah, it's, and you mentioned Notre Dame, of course, a school that's pretty flush with money. But let me just locally, let me just show you what Title IX has done to you. I'll just use, uh, and I don't know, actually, I know Tech uh, has, and ULM both, if you go on their websites, both of them have more women's sports than they do men. No kidding. And that's, you know what, that's not unusual across the gamut. Uh, uh, you go on, go to SEC websites for schools like, you know, Ole Miss, for example, see there, there may be more women's sports than there are men. And that becomes then a question of uh you know, what What do those sports generate revenue-wise versus what the universities have to pay out to support them? For example, Title IX has done this to ULM. They no longer have a men's soccer program. They no longer have a men's or women's swimming and diving program, which they once had. They no longer have a men's tennis program. And when I was a little boy, I used to go out and watch, believe it or not, gymnastics out at uh, Brown or whatever it was back then. But anyway... Um, they can't afford those sports anymore. Now they have, they've added on the women's side beach volleyball, which I'm a big fan of, by the way, but I don't know how much they generate from a revenue standpoint. So there's, it's quite a, it's created quite a, uh, Title IX has created quite a, uh, a burden, I would say, on these universities from the standpoint of having to fund them. And I'm all for women's sports, and I'm thinking, you know, the basket. But if you don't really draw well into women's basketball or, let's just say, women's softball, you have to have those two sports successful. So why does ULM have to play Florida State? And this year I think it's Ole Miss and Texas A&M and maybe Southern. Why? Because they have to use the revenue, that $1.5 million that they're going to get from those schools, that has to spread across nine women's sports, and a lot of others. Again, a lot of these questions wouldn't exist if they filled their stadiums for every game. But that's – I know people have other commitments, and it's there's reasons that we live in a complicated world right now. But if, if our local university sold out every football game and every baseball game and every basketball game, for example, just those three sports alone, um, it would make a huge difference to the bottom line. And uh, – Anyway, I don't know if we've solved any problems, but... Uh, well, I want to go real quickly to uh, our, our last text of the day, Delario from Lisbon. He says, uh, 
I look at it this way for the ones that wouldn't get paid. They would not have a sport to play in college if the football team and the basketball teams didn't bring in the money. And that's absolutely true. That yes, is, is absolutely true. But I was speaking directly towards the reality of the fact because, I mean, Delario's right. Every, every football program in a major college or university uh, funds the rest, basically funds the Reds. There's a few that make money on basketball, and there's a, a very few, maybe five to ten in the country that, make, that actually make money on baseball. And there are some. LSU, for example, is one of those teams that makes a profit off of baseball. But those two sports usually are the, you know, the, the cowbell for the financial part of the university. But that makes you know, my point even more valid, and that is that, yes, that is true that without football and basketball funding everything else, a lot of these other sports wouldn't exist. But that doesn't change the fact that you can't just pay those people from a legal standpoint. And that's the, that is the reality of it, is that you're going to get a lawsuit if you just tried to pay the basketball mm-hmm. and football players. There would be a lawsuit filed before the papers would hit the ground off of a fax machine by athletes in the other sports and female athletes.